bring you a three-minute digest of what happened in China's business sector. This is China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Hello everyone, I'm Stephanie Lee. Coming out on today's program, China has set up a bureau under the country's top economic planner specializing in promoting the private economy. And Chinese net makers report bumper August sales. Here's what you need to know about China in the past 24 hours. The National Development and Reform Commission, China's top economic planner, on Monday announced to establish a private economy development bureau dedicated to overseeing the rollout of major supportive measures in order to bolster private sector growth. The bureau was established to strengthen policy coordination in relevant areas and ensure that related measures are implemented as early as possible and achieve tangible results, Song Liang, deputy head of the NDRC, told a press conference Monday. Main responsibilities of the bureau include tracking, studying and analyzing the development of the private economy, coordinating and organizing the formulation of policies and measures to promote its development, and formulating policies to promote the growth of private investment, according to the Commission. The Bureau will also be responsible for establishing a mechanism for regular communication with private enterprises, coordinating efforts to solve major problems concerning the development of the private economy, and working toward enhancing its international competitiveness. The NDRC will also actively promote the construction of a key private investment project platform with the backing of a series of measures augmented the budget and investment work while optimizing the financing of private-funded projects, Tong said. He noted that the NDRC has proposed the first batch of 715 private investment projects to banks. China will reduce the number of items on the negative list for foreign investment and boost the openness level to modern services, said the country's top commerce official on Sunday. Addressing a soft forum at the ongoing 2023 China International Fair for Trade and Services in Beijing, Chinese Commerce Minister Wang Wentao said the Chinese path to modernization will offer new opportunities for global development. China's doors of openness will only grow wider, welcoming businesses from all countries to actively invest in China, including investment in the service sector. Echoing that sentiment, Dominic Johnson, Minister of State of the United Kingdom's Department for Business and Trade, said his country is ready to meet further the market demand of China's service industry and its vast consumer market. Given the challenges the global economy faces, the British officials said the world will be a far better place with the UK and China collaborating and cooperating more closely together. Moving on to some regional highlights, Beijing, Tianjin and Hebei province have signed 51 major investment projects with a total value of 104.5 billion yuan at the ongoing China International Fair for Trade and Services. The 51 projects cover 13 key industries, including modern services, scientific and technological services, digital economy, finance, green energy and eco-friendly energy conservation, biomedicine and aerospace. Greater Bay Area, Greater Future. Hong Kong Financial Secretary Po Chen on Monday clarified that the government has not ruled out a chance of reducing the stamp duty for stock trading, but that lowering the duty is not enough to stimulate long-term stock transactions. 
speaking at forum, Chan said it is not ideal to resolve the structural issues of the equity market by only reducing the stamp duty for stock trading. He added that the government must introduce comprehensive and integrated measures to achieve the long-term goal of strengthening and boosting the market. Chen wrote on his blog on Sunday that lowering the stamp duty could turn out to be counterproductive in the long run and undermine investor confidence. Next on industry and company news, many Chinese new engine vehicle makers notched impressive sales last month amid fierce price competition in the sector. BYD continued to lead as they sold 274,386 EVs last month, an increase of 4.7% from July, and rewrote its monthly delivery record for a fourth consecutive month in August. JC Iron delivered 52,057 units in August, following strong months in June and July as well. Li Auto delivered 34,914 units last month, up 663.8% from a year ago. Neo delivered 19,329 vehicles in August, up 81% from the same period last year. X-Bank Motors delivered 13,690 new vehicles, up 43%, exceeded 10,000 units for the second straight month. Gili Holding Group back Zika delivered 12,303 units last month, up 71.7%. However, some automakers fared less well and reported a decline in sales last month. Hosen, also known as Netta Auto, delivered 12,103 units, down 24.5% from a year earlier. The motor delivered 14,190 units last month, down 13.3%. And Ceres, which cooperates with Huawei Technologies, sold 6,243 NEPs last month, down 57.4%. Lucking Coffee is upgrading its brand image by collaborating with Guizhou Maotai, one of China's top liquor brands, with a new co-branded latte. The exclusive liquor latte is officially launched on Monday, pricing at 38 yuan a cup and less than 19 yuan after discount. According to Luckin's promotional image, the liquor latte uses Baijiu-style thick milk which contains Guizhou Maotai of 53% alcohol and has less than 0.5% alcohol. But the drink is recommended against minors, pregnant women, drivers and those allergic to alcohol, the coffee chain noted. Shares in Country Garden jumped 14.6% today as they reached a deal with creditors for an extension on onshore debt payment worth 3.9 billion RAM. In a deal reached after a vote on its proposal late on Friday, Country Garden is now allowed to repay the onshore debt in instalment over three years instead of meeting its obligation by September 2nd. Country Garden has also wide interest payments tied to a 100 million Malaysian ringgit bond that was due on September the 2nd, said a source familiar with the matter. Earnings Reports Express Almost 90% of companies that have gone public on the mainland board of the Shanghai Stock Exchange made money in the first half, with firms in the food and beverage, beauty, household appliance and tourism sectors doing particularly well as offline consumption experiencing a rebound. 
Overall, the net profit of the 1,685 companies listed on the main board of the Shanghai Bourse dipped 2% as of August 31st from a year ago to 2.3 trillion yuan, while revenue climbed 2% to 24.9 trillion yuan, according to the latest data. Meanwhile, 80% of listed firms on the Shenzhen Stock Exchange that released first-half earnings results by the end of August had made a profit in the period. Of the 2,225 profitable companies, earnings grew at more than 51% in the first six months, up from 46.6% a year earlier, their financial statement showed. The 2,812 Shenzhen-listed companies that had disclosed first-half results had total net profit of 587.5 billion yuan, an 8.7% decline from a year ago. Their combined revenues rose 5.1% to 9.8 trillion yuan. And the 1,313 firms of Shenzhen's Qin export had a combined revenue of 1.78 trillion yuan, up by over 10%. The Beijing Stock Exchange said on Sunday that 90% of the companies listed on the exchange made profits in the first half. The total revenue of profitable companies hit 77 billion yuan, up 4.43% year-on-year, while total net profit hit 5.75 billion yuan, down 24.9%, the BSC data showed. Switching gears to financial news, the renminbi shared in global payments has exceeded 3% for the first time in July. Marking a latest milestone in the currency's internationalization, said Jing Zhongxia, head of the International Department of the People's Bank of China on Sunday. Renminbi settlements accounted for 24% of the country's trade in goods in the January to July period, while overseas entities allocated 9.8 trillion yuan worth of renminbi assets by the end of June, Jing said. He added that the total amount of renminbi bond and A shares held by overseas investors each reached 3.3 trillion yuan by the end of June. Jing also said the PBOC will promote financial sector opening up at a higher standard by improving the pre-establishment national treatment and negative list regulatory model, optimizing the business environment and enhancing the regulatory capacity to manage the risk associated with wider opening up. Meanwhile, China saw net foreign capital inflows in the first half, with foreign investors purchasing nearly 79 billion US dollars worth of domestic bonds. Central bank data showed all the 217 publicly listed shares on the BSE rallied during the morning session on Monday as China's securities regulator announced a new round of comprehensive reform measures to the bourse. On Friday, the China Securities Regulatory Commission said it will improve the quality of listed companies and allow eligible high-quality SMEs to issue IPOs and be listed on the BSE. The CSRC also noted the importance of enhancing market liquidity, saying that it is essential to have sufficient liquidity to support a further development of the BSE, adding liquidity is the lifeblood of an exchange. And wrapping up a quick look at the stock market, Chinese stocks received a boost on Monday from Beijing's latest move to prop up the country's property sector. The benchmark Shanghai Composite and the Shenzhen Component each rose 1.4%, and Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index gained 2.5%, while the Tech Index climbed 3%. That's it for today. Tune in tomorrow on China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Goodbye.